What a joy and an honor it is to come in the name of one who loved us more than we ever know and loved us in spite of ourselves so that even now we might be right here in this place, gathered together to break fresh the bread from heaven through the word of God. And together we all said, Amen. This morning, I'd like us to take our reflection lens to a verse that precedes the reading that we've heard from the Old Testament today and take us all the way to the beginning of Isaiah 42. And at the beginning in the first verse, Isaiah proclaims, Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, says the Lord. And he will bring justice to the nations. I will put my spirit on him. And he will bring justice to the nations. This morning I offer for your reflection and prayer as I stand before you and try my very best to bring forth a word of life. The topic, tap into your superpower. I've always been a fan of Marvel and DC comic superhero shows and movies. Even as a little girl, I was interested in figuring out and seeing each character's superhero power. I was so intrigued by Superman's superhuman strength, ability to fly, and heat vision. Iron Man's genius and amazing inventions. Wonder Woman's electrokinesis her cool, invisible plane, and her bulletproof bracelets. Flash's superhuman speed. The Wonder Twin powers activate. I know I'm dating myself. Google it. You don't know what I'm talking about. And of course, even today, the genius of Black Panther and the scientific and technological innovations of Wakanda forever. What I kept looking for as a little black girl was a black female superhero. I wanted to see myself as strong and mighty, handling business and defeating the evil criminal of the day. And the closest I got was Isis. She was a superhero based on an Egyptian goddess who had the powers of superhuman strength and speed and the ability to fly and telekinesis where she could command the elements of the sky and the earth, all of which she used to fight crime. As I've matured, I've become even more interested in the human side of the superhuman and tuned in to the human stories, the stories of lack, of being orphaned, of unrequited love and not belonging that many of these superheroes experienced in their lives. I continue to look for the superheroes today among us, those who defy odds, who take little and create much, who walk into discord and create community, who defy odds and accomplish things that no one thought possible. I'm sure you can think about some folks who have made that type of impact in your world, in your worldview, Folks who looked at mountains 
and face them with tenacious will and ardent skills and immovable faith. It makes me think of my grandmother, who raised four children as a single mother in the Jim Crow South and nurtured my father, who emerged out of the shadow of the KKK headquarters in Stone Mountain, Georgia, to be the first in our family to go to college and who further defied the norms of society to raise me as a single father. Black History Month, as we all know, is not limited, Black History, rather, is not limited to a month. But during this month of February, where we focus in on black history, it also makes me think of superheroes like Fannie Lou Hamer, who didn't have means, she didn't have access, and still she left her life as a sharecropper and risked her very life for the fight for voting rights. During her testimony in 1964 before the Credentials Committee of the Democratic National Convention in Atlantic City, she described in graphic detail, the vicious beating she endured in a Mississippi jailhouse that left her with severe kidney damage, a blood clot behind one eye, and a permanent limp. And in her testimony, she revealed the demeaning discrimination that nearly crippled the souls of black folks in Mississippi. When she declared, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, it was a phrase heard around the world. Her passionate testimony became a pivotal moment in the civil rights movement and transformed Mississippi politics even to this day. I think of superheroes like Diane Nash. She was a founding member of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee and one of the leaders of the Freedom Rides. At the very young age of 19, she defied norms. She faced mountains, so much so that when Attorney General Robert Kennedy sent John Sigmenthaler to the South to tell her to stop. He says on the phone to John Sigmenthaler, who is this Diane Nash? Another person who defied the odds and overcame personal loss and pain to create a legacy that all of us benefit from today is the one we celebrate this day, the Reverend Absalom Jones. Before becoming the first African-American ordained priest in the Episcopal Church, he had to endure great pain, challenge, and loss. He was born into slavery. As a young teenager, he saw his family, his mother, his sister, his five brothers, sold to another plantation. And then he spent years working to earn his own freedom. In the midst of overwhelming challenge of this dehumanizing injustice of slavery, and especially even within the church, he had to find a way to create a space where he and others could worship our God with equality and dignity. The quiet leadership of Absalom Jones is evidenced by one of his most significant achievements which was the organization of the Free African Society with Richard Allen, the first bishop of the African Methodist Episcopal Church. According to author Harry Richardson in his book, Dark Salvation, he says that in the terrible yellow fever epidemic of 1793 in Philadelphia, which killed hundreds of people, Jones and Allen worked together to heroically tend the sick, bury the dead, and render all possible service to the victims, most of whom were white. They were commended by the mayor of the city for their great work in defying odds 
and loving their neighbors as themselves. Absalom Jones will be remembered as a church founder, as a co-leader of the Free African Society, as an abolitionist, and committed to a better way of life for his fellow blacks and all Americans. But I shorthand that prescription to say that Absalom Jones had superpowers. We often read these historical accounts of these amazing people without asking how. How did they keep pressing on? How did they keep on keeping on when the tides seemed to keep pressing them back? How did Absalom Jones, after seeing his entire family sold, after experiencing pain upon pain as an enslaved person in a free country, after being excluded from a church where in that church we are supposed to celebrate liberty, how did he get up again and again? What compelled him to keep on keeping on? Jones was faced with the yellow fever epidemic. Today we're faced with the COVID pandemic and we continue to have to confront other pandemics in our society, the racial divide, political divisiveness, the issues of the haves and the have-nots, the challenges in our community, our city, our nation, our world, the personal challenges in our homes. We need some superheroes. We need some folks who are able to go beyond their own strength and tap into a superpower that propels them forward to do good in the midst of bad who are brave enough to keep hoping even when everything looks hopeless, who continue to bear the light through their words and their deeds when all around looks dark. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for some superheroes today. It isn't always those on the movie screen, on TV. We need superheroes in our very midst. What if the superheroes we're looking for are Y-O-U? What if the superheroes we need today are seated right here, standing right here? I know what you're saying. I can't fly. <laughs> I have no powers of electrokinesis. If you saw me struggle to get up the stairs to even get in here, if if you knew what it took for me to sometimes stand from these pews, you would not even guess or think or conjecture that I might be a superhero. But I'm looking at you because I believe there's a superpower in you that we can tap into today. In our Old Testament reading, Isaiah proclaims that the Lord will anoint the coming Messiah, Jesus, when he says, I will put my spirit upon him and he will bring justice to the nations. He's not only saying what God will do through Jesus, but he is also telling us what happens when humanity encounters God's Holy Spirit. When that happens, the text goes on to say that the Lord will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people, a light for the Gentiles. The Lord will help you to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. When the Lord's Holy Spirit encounters our mere humanity, 
We can do more than we think possible. We can get up again and continue to run on and proclaim good news. The Holy Spirit leads us into all truth, for it's only there that reconciliation can happen. The Holy Spirit strengthens and encourages us. The Holy Spirit comforts us, the great comforter. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness and allows us to come before God and Christ in open and free ways. I don't know about you, but in this moment full of strife and injustice, great need, great stress, pain and loss, I need the Holy Spirit to fall fresh on me. All of our strivings are lost. All of our work and credentials mean nothing. All of our gifts and talents are powerless without the Holy Spirit. We don't have time for vain strivings and vain worship and vain repetitions. We need power from on high to live this life fully. We need the Holy Spirit to fall fresh on us. The prophet Zechariah says some things are not by might nor by power, but by God's Spirit. That's the power that Absalom Jones was nourished and strengthened by. That's the power he called upon as an abolitionist when he said, let us further implore the influence of his divine and Holy Spirit to dispose the hearts of our legislatures to pass laws to ameliorate the condition of our brethren who are still in bondage. Absalom Jones called on the Holy Spirit because he knew there was no other way. I know that times have been trying. This pandemic feels like it will never end. Working for justice in the midst of injustice and divisiveness is exhausting. I know that many of us are fatigued. We're tired. We're drained. Trying to rebound after a fall, after a divorce, after the death of a loved one seems overwhelming and unbearable but today God wants to remind us to tap into a superpower that will not only help us to overcome for we are more than conquerors Paul says but it will help us to live abundantly and to do that which God has called us to even now do you think it's easy to love someone who's unlovable is it easy to do these things that God has charged us to alone, never, but with God's Holy Spirit, we can do the impossible. When we tap into our superpower, our connection with the Holy Spirit, our joy is stirred up in our souls. That joy is not just some flimsy word we use in songs or on cards, it's resistance to injustice. That joy is restoration for our very souls. That joy energizes us to face the mountains of our life. The psalmist in Psalm 126 talks of a restoring joy and he says, may those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. 
Joy is not happiness, for happiness is based on happenings. Joy is something that God, through the Holy Spirit, gives us to nourish, to strengthen, to energize, to remind us of whose we are. Don't you know that with this relationship with God, there are amazing benefits that are priceless that you could never purchase? And one such great benefit is the joy that the Lord gives and the world cannot take away. Joy is a mindset. It's based on an assurance of God's love. It may not change your circumstances, but it changes your perspective of your circumstance. So we must press our way into joy even in the midst of We must think our way to joy. When I think of the goodness of God and all that God has done, my soul cries out, hallelujah. We must thank our way into joy. Thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for all you brought me through. When I look back over my life and think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed. Do you have a testimony of joy? Sometimes you've got to stir it up yourself. I know there's an amen out there. I know this resonates with some. I know that you've been wondering how, Lord, how, and today God is reminding us to tap in to this wonderful superpower, this Holy Spirit, the the being of God in our midst that God has given to remind us that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. There's a wonderful story of Dr. King, another superhero, whom I wondered, how did he keep on going? And he talks about Mother Pollard, who was an elder woman in his church, Dexter Avenue Baptist Church. He recounts in his writings that he said to her, I've been tortured without and tormented within by the raging fires of tribulation. I've been forced to muster what strength and courage I have to withstand the howling winds of pain and jostling storms of adversity. You can hear it. But as the years have unfolded, the eloquently simple words of Mother Pollard have come back again and again to give light and peace and guidance to my troubled soul when she says, God's gonna take care of you. He is reminded of God's abiding presence God's Holy Spirit being within our very lives. When our humanity taps into our superpower, connects with the Holy Spirit, we are compelled to bring justice to the nations. We are compelled to be different and peculiar. We are compelled to love our enemies. We are compelled to love our neighbors as ourselves. We are compelled to stretch and to give and to serve even more when we tap into our superpower and put it to work. We're reminded of the verse that says, to whom much is given, much is required. Or as my son Caleb reminded me in the words of Spider-Man, With great power comes great responsibility. May this day you go forth reminded that you have a superpower.
to help you keep on keeping on, to help you get up when you're tired and exhausted, to help you fight for justice even when you feel fatigued. For if we ever needed light, we surely need it now. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly dove, stay right here with us. And we'll do our very best to be, oh God, who you created us to be. Amen.